Hey there, who wants to be more blessed? I do. This is the Something to Bless podcast. And on this show, we are going to talk all things faith, mindset, and behaviors. If I'm speaking your language, stick around. If we want to be more blessed, we got to give God something to work with. And I'm going to help you to do just that. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is Barbara Gian at barbaragian.com. How are you guys? I'm doing great. I feel like I just answered my own question, but I was asking you guys. I'm doing great. Uh, Mia and I are getting ready to leave. We're going to Florida, this time for reals, and we're leaving bright and early in the morning, and we're going to make it a three-day trip. So each day we'll have a different town or city to stay in, and then we will make it to Tampa on... Wednesday of next week. So about five days from now, or four. And we're really excited. So we're all packed up and ready to go. And then when I get back, my oldest, Gabby, will be driving in to town to scoop out or spoop, what's scope, scope, scoop? Oh God, I can't think of the word scope there. I think that's it. Scope out the wedding venue that she has her eyes and her heart set on uh, with her fiance so they can uh, just see it together and book it. So I'm looking forward to that also. The only thing I'm not looking forward to is flying back in. I have to fly into LAX and I've been there once and I promised or I swore that I would never go fly in or out from that airport ever again, but the prices were too good to beat. So sorry, my husband has to pick me up from that zoo of a place. And I'm back. I actually had a episode recorded to air on this date. And because of some things that have happened, I didn't feel right with that episode. Um, And surprise, this is the last show for season one. So we made it to, I believe this is episode 26, if I'm thinking correctly. And we will be back in June So I am very excited about what's to come, and I've learned so much just over these last several months, but this will be the last one for episode, or season one. All right, so everything went amazing. Uh, We had such a nice drive, three-day drive. We stayed in three different cities along the way. So we stayed in El Paso one night. And then on our second night, we were in Houston, Texas, and on night number three, Tallahassee, Florida. So on day four, we woke up and drove straight in. And I'm so impressed by my daughter. I know I brag on her a lot, but she's just, for being so young, she just impresses me. She planned this entire trip every step of the way. I mean, I I never once, except for when I was driving, of course, looked at directions, I didn't know what route we were taking. I didn't know how we were going to get. I didn't know anything. I just let her lead, plan it all and lead the way. If it were Gabby, God bless her, but me and her would not be good together. We would end up in Timbuktu somewhere. I don't even know. It would, it would, we wouldn't go to our, we would not make our final destination, but we'd have fun because we know how to have fun too. So my favorite spots along the way were definitely, we stopped at in San Antonio, we stopped at the Riverwalk and it was so cute there. It was very festive. It happened to be a Monday and I guess they do a kind of a, a like a river parade type thing on 
one Monday a month, I think it was. I don't know if it was every week. I believe it was once a month. Anyway, it's on a Monday. And so they were they were busy setting everything up. The only the only drawback to that was that we were hungry. It was a brown dinner time and all of the restaurants there at the Riverwalk shut down to start preparing for the evening celebration. So we couldn't eat there. So we had to find somewhere else to eat. And I can't remember where we ate in San Antonio. I think, I think that's the day we made it all the way to Houston. Yeah, we picked up some snacks and and waited until we got to Houston. And there we found one of our favorite places, which is here in San Diego. It's called the Flower Child. It's so, so delicious, all healthy food. Of course, but I was craving chicken wings and uh, I didn't get them that night. But the next day we drove from Houston to, where did we go? Tallahassee. But on the way there, we stopped in New Orleans and I was really excited to see the French Quarter area, but um, uh, no offense if anybody lives in that area, but oh my God, no thank you. Like, nice to see it. Nice to say, you know, I've been there, done that, but check it off my list and it stays in the past. I will not be going back. It just, I guess anywhere you, anytime you go to like a city party spot like that, it's just mm, not for me. So then we obviously weren't going to eat right there in that direct area. So Mia found us a spot randomly. We were just, a lot of places were closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, we noticed uh, in different cities. So she ended up finding us this spot. I, what's it called? New, I cannot remember now, but it was random. We go there and as soon as we walk in, the stairs that lead up to where you check in, they had framed pictures of all these famous people. And I was like, oh, cool. This is a, this is a, this is a spot right here. So I did get my chicken wings there and it was so delicious. Unfortunately, I got to back up a little bit here. When I was in the French Quarter area, um, and it was a little like you kind of have to just stay alert. My phone rang and it was my best friend. And um, I thought she had just texted me right before that um, asking my whereabouts. And so I thought she was going to like give me a recommendation or something. And so and it was a sketchy and loud area. So I silenced the phone. I was just about to text message her. You know, I'll call you back. And she texts me to call her immediately. Her oldest daughter was in the ICU. She just got a phone call. So I immediately found a little spot where I could call her. And I called her. And she was a wreck. And told me that she received a call from the hospital that her daughter is in ICU. And they couldn't give any details over the phone. And that she just needed to get there. So, I mean... I tried to calm her and just remind her that she didn't know anything at this point and the focus was just to get there and to be with her daughter. And um, unfortunately, her daughter was hit by a car and it was a, it was a bad hit and she is in critical care right now. So of course, uh, the rest of the trip for me was not the same. I tried really hard to just be present with my daughter and to enjoy our time together since I was, you know, only had a few days left with her before I left her. But the entire time and still today, 
my heart and my mind is just pretty much consumed with hurt and sadness and I feel really stressed out. My body is just physically stressed out. And I do get to drive down to uh, Northern California today to be with my friend to see Jessica. And we're just praying for a miracle at this point. Um, I will pray for a miracle until I can no longer do that. But as long as there's, you know, a possibility for something to change and happen, then I'm going to hold on to hope. But I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, how do we, you know, I've been through this situation with different family members when things just aren't looking good. And it's so stressful and taxing on every part of you, emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything. It takes a toll. And at the same time, we have to live. We have to carry on. We have to do certain things. And for me, I just keep thinking, oh God, I just, you know, like I'm taking a break from social media. That's totally extra stuff for me. Usually I'm, I'm in a place of inspiring and encouraging others. And I still am, but my energy is just completely off right now. Like I'm just, I'm just feeling really, really down and I try to balance it. I'm trying to coach myself through it. I, I, I know it's okay to allow myself to feel this way, but I'm, I'm very cautious and careful not to sit in it too long. And of course, then there's feelings of guilt. And this is something that I experienced um, during the trip with my daughter. I just kept thinking how fortunate, how blessed I am to have my daughter with me right now. She's She's well, she's doing, you know, she's living her dreams and a guilt sets in. But then, you know, I tell myself, no, like I'm actually honoring the fact that I have a child to be, to spend time with and to do this, do do this with. And so I don't, I don't want to allow myself to ever feel guilty for enjoying and celebrating my children when my you know, loved ones are hurting so bad that they can't do that at this moment with theirs. So it's definitely been uh, just a challenge for me to stay somewhat balanced. And then I come back from my trip. And the first day that I get back home, my oldest drove in, as I mentioned in the intro, And so I wanted to be present for her and I wanted to celebrate, you know, this happy time for her and her life. Although I will say she's deeply saddened also. Like this is a sad time. This is a hard time right now for everybody. We've, I've been best friends with uh, my friend since we were 12. So her children are like, just like my nieces and nephews. I mean, I love them with all my heart. And so this just pains us. I uh, haven't seen my son for a week and want to be want to be here for him too. Don't want my kids to just see me in this downcast spirit, but they know, you know, it's just a tough time. And like I said in a previous episode, not too long ago, I know that all things pass and they, you know, they change and there's a time for everything. And so that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. I do happen to be reading a book. Um, that 
had some good things. I want to read it to you because it just spoke to me, especially during this time. But for anybody who experiences difficult things in life, we all do. That's life. Um, This might speak to you as well. So here we go. Let me read this to you. It says, the true testimony of survival is not in what you survived. It is in how you were able to truly live again. So you've received the gift of survival. The next step is learning how to use it, which will force you to exercise faith like never before. When your mind becomes cluttered with the possibilities of what if, there is no room for faith. Living life prepared for the worst possible outcome is like living in a cage. It's not freedom. Over time, you will recognize the difference between guarding your heart and restricting it. You'll learn to stop talking yourself out of the good things God has promised to all who live according to his purpose. You, my survivor friend, will not settle for a life dictated by insecurities or previous experiences. And I love this so much because we do go through these difficult times in life where we we survive. I mean, really, we all have to just get through it, right? But what we do with it determines the rest of our life. And there's scripture that I want to share with you also from Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And this um, book goes on to say, How much more valuable is the skill of keeping negative thoughts and experiences from taking root in the heart? Guarding your heart does not mean that bad things won't happen to you. It means that you won't allow those bad things to take root and produce fruit in your mind. Weeds of fear and insecurity leave only room for internal negativity and hopelessness. And you know, I'm so big on the power of our thoughts and our words and our beliefs because they do, they take root and they determine and dictate everything else in our life. This is actually from a book called Don't Settle for Safe uh, by Sarah Jakes Roberts. If you are familiar with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, it's his daughter. She wrote this book. And so I'm not even, I'm just in the very, very beginning, but I came across that and I just loved it so much. It's such a funny coincidence. I just had finished reading a book by T.D. Jakes, first book I've ever read of his, picked it up right before my trip at a Barnes and Noble. I was just needing, needing a book. And I think the title of his book has something to do with like the power of words. And so that's right up my alley. So I picked it up and it ended up being a little bit, a lot different than what I thought it was going to be, but it was perfect. It's all about the skill of speaking and communication. And I keep seeing this vision of me speaking, like God keeps showing me that I'm going to be speaking. So the book was full of sound advice and tips for speaking um, effectively. And so then on the trip, I finished the book and we were at a Walmart getting some stuff for me as new place. And I, I browsed the entire book section. I could not find a single book that appealed to me. And then I was just about to give up and I saw this book at the very, very bottom on the very end of the aisle by his daughter. And I'm like, and I already knew she was his daughter, but I was just like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I always read the first page or two before I buy a book just to see if I'm feeling it. I did that with this book and I, I, I was feeling it. So I bought it and it's so good already. So 
that's that. And then also I, um, for the last several years, I've kept this little journal of scripture. And anytime something really speaks to me, I just, I write it down. And on the very first page, when I open it up, the first scripture that I have written down is Proverbs 31, 25. And it says, strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. And I underlined in time to come because although we're told to rejoice always to pray continually, that's another verse in the Bible. There are times when we grieve and go through just turmoil in life and it's okay. In time, we will all rejoice and that's the hope of God. So I, I just wanted to kind of briefly share um, about the travel experience that I had with my daughter. Um, she's settling in to her new place in Tampa and she's never even visited the place before. Um, but we got to, the, the day that I was there, it happened to be raining part of the day. So we didn't get to do too, too much. But I saw enough to know, oh, I got to tell you this story really quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. So on our first day there, we went to Target <clears throat> to buy a bunch of stuff for her, her place. She was so completely out of it. She just, she was hungry. She was exhausted. She wanted to take a shower. She, all these things just was not feeling great. Well, the parking is under, under a garage. It's garage parking. So it's dark. And she has this purse. I don't know why she carries a purse. She literally carries like two things in it and it's dark colored. So we're getting in the car and she he puts the bags in the car and then pushes the cart back. We get in the car. We drive 20 minutes across town in um, to her place. And she realizes she doesn't have her purse. So she left it in the Target cart. Her keys to her brand new place, this is the first day we're showing up, were in that purse. So we're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, I mean, we had to get a hotel. We were going to have to get a hotel, obviously. The office was closed, so she couldn't go in and get a new one. She did text her new roommates, um, but they weren't going to be home. And then later, one of them was going to be home. So we, she ended up uh, getting, we got into back into the apartment, but we thought her bedroom door was locked because, you know, she locks both. But she didn't lock that either. So we were able to get into the room because we had initially drove into town got to the apartment, unloaded all her things, put them in her bedroom, locked, or she thought, locked the door behind her, her bedroom door, locked the apartment door, the main door. And then we went to Target to get the rest of what we needed. And when we came back, that's when we realized everything. Well, anyways, we got in and she was so happy, so relieved that we were able to get in and she was able to, you know, set her room up and take a shower and do all these things. And so we only had the next day um, for me to be there and to see as much as I could. Well, we were, it was midday and we were, I don't know where we were headed. We were going somewhere. I think we were going to go eat dinner. Yeah. And I get a call from my husband. He's like, oh my gosh, I just got a call from somebody. Your purse or Mia's purse was turned into the base there. So we're like, what? Just tripping out on this whole thing. Because, you know, when, when we realized her purse was gone and we went back to the Target to go look and we called all the stores that were right there and nobody had it. And I was just like, welcome to Florida, Mia. These people are really nice. But, you know, people everywhere are just shady. 
So I was already like, oh, how can people be so, oh, she had her military ID, um, a couple credit cards that she shut down right away and a lips and a lip chapstick or something. It's like, come on, why are you even carrying a purse in the first place? Anyway, um, so we did go back and see if, if we could find it. We called all the stores. Nobody had it, blah, blah, blah. So somebody turned it into base. Well, from where Mia lives, base is about a good solid 20, 25 minutes. But oh my gosh, it was meant to be. It was the most beautiful drive to base. And then base itself, it's Air Force, amazing. I mean, I live here next to Camp Pendleton and it is not amazing. It's depressing. And most bases are military bases. This one, oh my gosh, like a little resort, even the base housing. Amazing. And they even have a hotel. So we're definitely going to go back and stay at the hotel. I'm excited about that. It's just, just so beautiful. So it was all meant to be. And they had this really cute Italian restaurant right on the way. And so on the way, after we got our purse, we came back and ate at that restaurant and that was delicious. Food was really, really top notch, like the entire trip. It was such good food experience, which is not always the case for me. So that is that. And I think that's about it for me. Um, hey, like I said, this is the last show for season one. So thank you guys so much. I hope that this show has been um, meaningful to each of you. And if you're not already subscribed, subscribe so that when we come back in June, you will get the first alert. Also rate and review it. Let me know what you have thought about it, how it's um, spoken to you, how it's touched your life. I really want to hear from you guys. Um, it means a lot. And let me see if there's anything else I want to leave you with. I love you guys. Um, I hope that your life is amazing and well. And let's uh, keep in touch on Instagram during this brief intermission, we'll call it. And I think that's it. All right, you guys, reach out anytime. I will see you back here in June. And until then, be a blessing and be blessed. Hey, if you are ready to make shift happen, then I'm inviting you to be a part of my made new coaching program. You're going to be transformed and elevated to your best self using my weekly instruction as your guide. We are not settling people. Head over to barbaraguian.com. Click the life coaching tab for all the details. I will see you over there.